season two of the JKR podcast powered by Black Cobra Sports. My name is Jay Shriglin and I'm the host. Let's dig into today's episode after a word from our sponsor. the jkr podcast today we have arkansas sticks catcher first baseman and third baseman 2023 commit to oklahoma state we got charlie carter on the podcast just got back from jupiter down there in florida charlie super pumped to get you on the show man how are you doing today yeah man, i'm doing good thanks for having me on here i appreciate hey, it hey of course um so like i said just got back from jupiter so kind of take us through what this past weekend's been and kind of what that trip was like back home yeah, it was uh, it was awesome. Going down to Jupiter is super fun. Getting to play against those guys, not only against them but with them on the sticks team. Their uh, coach Brewster puts together a really good team to go down there. It's really fun. So I so he sent me the roster that you guys had. So it looked like it was a big mix of obviously guys in your class in 23, 24. Um, and then was Spencer Browning on that team as well for twenty six and a couple twenty fives. I'm not, I don't think he was there, but we did have a lot of young guys. We had a lot of young pitching. There were there's some studs coming up. Mark Brissy and uh, Lance Davis, they're, they're studs. Yeah. So what was the difference for this Jupiter tournament from the, the summer team that you guys had? Because obviously there was a big roster change when it came to – it wasn't everyone in your 23 class. Yeah, we had a couple of different guys come to the Jupiter. We had a lot of pitching, a lot of depth in the – pitching and uh it was good yeah so how'd you play overall during the during the seven games I did all right I didn't hit the best not exactly how I wanted but I caught good did well defensively so is this with you being a guy in 2023 is this your last travel ball event are you got you done for your travel ball career from now on I am I was done it's kind of kind of sad to see it go good memories and fun times for sure I'm sure. So if you if you had to go back and just like your whole travel ball career and just kind of think of just a couple memories that you had, just when you think of travel ball that you just go straight to in your mind, like what would some of those memories be? Yeah, I think uh, definitely going to Lake Point in Georgia and going down to these Florida tournaments. It's just it's super fun getting to play against the best competition. And I mean, playing at Sweet Fields, it's just a great time. Yeah. So you mentioned Lake Point there. So that's a PBR event. You were just at a WWBA perfect game event. So when you're going to all these different perfect game PBR, like what kind, what's your favorite? I don't know. I like both of them. I like the perfect game events that run well, playing against those good teams down there, bunch of bunch of teams. Yeah. Sweet fields and everything. So being in Arkansas, for the most part, do you guys usually go east, obviously? Um, Atlanta, Cary, Jupiter. Um, do you guys usually go east pretty much all the time, or do you guys head west at all um, for on occasions for tournaments? We usually just hit like the Hoover, Atlanta, Florida. Pretty much just stay east. Okay. So have you? So how long have you played for the Sticks, and how exactly did you get connected with them and Coach Brewster? So Coach Brewster has wanted me to play for him for quite a while now. He's been texting me, and I. Been playing for the Arkansas Prospects, and they kind of didn't have an option for a 2023 team. So I made the switch over this past summer, 
which it's been a good experience. I mean, I've caught some really good arms, played with some awesome kids. It's been been really fun. So playing for the Arkansas Prospects for a while, how long did you play for them? I think I played with them for three years. The guy that runs that program named Andy Menard, he's a really great guy. He kind of helped me get involved with OSU and put that together and helped me get in contact with them. So that's been good. Yeah. So both of those teams being from Arkansas, obviously the sticks are kind of more of a national program, I'd say, just having guys from Texas, Hawaii with Nolan Souza, California, all those different schools. I mean, different states. Like, how would you compare the Arkansas prospects to the Arkansas sticks and maybe just kind of just the way that they're ran and just the way that you've experienced uh, in your high school career? For sure. I think uh, the prospects are more kind of a local team guys together from Arkansas mainly and, and the sticks pretty pretty widespread you know like you said guy from Hawaii New Jersey New York and all these guys coming from all over to play together so obviously when I when I've been talking obviously this is like week four or five of the, like this series I'm doing with all you Arkansas sticks guys and I've kind of learned over these past couple of weeks that just majority of the guys in the Arkansas sticks program, whether that's a coach, whether that's a player, like you guys are good, genuine dudes. Obviously coach Brewster's kind of the head of that. And he's kind of built that culture. But since you've gotten to know coach Brewster in this past summer, playing for him for your kind of like your last year of travel ball, how is your relationship with him? How has that evolved and kind of take us through just from like the first time you interacted with him to where you guys are at now relationship wise. Yeah. Coach Brewster and I, we've, we have a good relationship where it's fun to play for him. He loves to win. He brings these great teams together with great coaching. I mean, the coaching staff is unbelievable. You got Coach Cesar Abreu, Coach Sawyer, Coach Dirk Kenny. I mean, these guys know baseball. I mean, like the back of their hand. It's pretty impressive that he gets these guys together. Yeah. So, I mean, the, you mentioned Kenny there, Abreu. Those are guys that I've heard heard from all you guys that you get whenever I talk about just like the program and different coaches, like those guys' names are always brought up. So if you had to go ahead and just pick like a handful of guys who have been the most influential in your baseball career, doesn't have to be for the sticks. Obviously it can be, but who would be the most four or five influential guys in your baseball career so far? I think I got to go with my dad. He's probably helped me the most and he loves, you know, throwing BP to me and he actually videos pretty much every inning when I catch and sends that to not only me, but he helped, you know, back in COVID when they coaches couldn't come watch you, he sent videos to them. And it's been, it's been pretty cool to have him by my side throughout everything. And then uh, another guy is coach Chad Mercado. He's, uh, he's from Arkansas and he was my catching constructor and he's been just really impactful on my career and, he loves to help me in any way he can. And he's been great. Yeah. So how'd you get connected with him? I got connected with him through the prospects and Andy Menard. And he actually went up to coach in Greenwood. So he moved away. And so I can't, you know, see him all the time, but I go up there every once in a while, see him, work out with them. So it's been good. So how how is he overall? How has he helped evolve your game? And honestly, like I never really had someone bring up like catching instructions before. Obviously, people go through like hitting training, hitters training that they go through with whoever their coach is or pitching, stuff like that. But never someone's really gone through like 
catching instruction. So kind of take us through how he's helped you evolve your game and what are some things that he likes to focus on when you guys are training together? Yeah, he, uh, he uh, went to JUCO and then I think he ended up at Southeastern Missouri State, I believe, or Southeastern Missouri State, one of those. And uh, he knows catching really good not only just from blocking, receiving, to throwing, but also just having that competitive edge and not letting that that runner go to second and, you know, beating that hitter in the plate with the counts and stuff like that, just like helping me throughout the mindset of catching. Yeah. So you've kind of, you kind of touched on it there a couple, a couple minutes ago about the Arkansas sticks, but I have one last question about the sticks before we kind of move on to something else. Um, so with you going through the prospects now playing for the sticks and kind of seeing how different organizations are ran and then playing up against some of those top tier organizations in the summer circuit, what do you think has led to all the success the Arkansas sticks program has had just in the recent years, obviously, because I mean, now every year it feels like the Arkansas sticks have 12, 12, 14, 15 guys who are going to a power five school. So what in your mind as an insider, like what do you think's led to the success of the Arkansas sticks? Yeah, I think, I think like I said, Coach Brewster puts together those coaches, amazing coaching staff, and I mean, I don't know who wouldn't want to play for those guys, and it's pretty pretty cool to be under their wings and learn from them, and I think bringing those guys in, and I mean, he builds a team that is pretty solid. <laughs> I know, I know, like I went to, I was at the the twenty twenty three, I mean, sorry, the seventeen U WWBA this past summer. I mean, and I saw you guys a couple times and like, I just go through that roster and it's crazy just to see all those names that are on that roster where it says like name commitment that I'm just, I feel, I feel like every, every guy on that team is committed to some school that's either playing in the college world series or is in contention to win their conference every year. So it's yeah cool the way it's cool what he's been able to do, but I want to, there's one question I kind of do like to ask everybody as I start the podcast and kind of, we skipped right into kind of Jupiter. So I kind of want to throw it back to that and then move into something else. But um, one question I do like to ask everybody is for those who don't know you, how would you introduce yourself? Who exactly is Charlie Carter? Uh, I'm just a, just a kid from Arkansas who loves to play baseball, loves to hunt and fish, loves to be outside and just enjoy I don't know, being outside. <laughs> so when you're, when you're, so this, so when you're hunting and fishing in Arkansas, I'm from Indiana. So I know when my friends go out hunting and fishing, they go hunt coyote, deer, um, just your normal stuff. So when you're hunting in Arkansas, is there anything different there or is it kind of still the same? Yeah, I mean, we're pretty much hunting white-tailed deer, ducks, and uh, I actually just got into duck hunting this past year. So I'm ready for that ready for that to open up all right so if you had to if you had to compare dunk hunting compared to deer hunting because i mean i've never gone hunting when it comes to that stuff so what's the difference there between like is there a different way that you prep for the prep for hunting season or how like how do you go what's the difference there between duck and hunt and uh deer hunting yeah i think uh deer hunting i've uh i've kind of grown up deer hunting most of my life that's been fun just waking up early getting those early morning hunts in those are just I mean, some of the best memories and then going out duck hunting with my friends and they've kind of helped me get into it it's been been really fun to get into that I'm sure 
Um, so let's dig into the recruiting process a little bit. Obviously committed to Oklahoma State, very good baseball program there. Um, so just take us through how that recruiting process kind of got started for you and when you got noticed for the first time by some Division One coaches. Yeah, so I'd say it was uh, my freshman year of high school and kind of after that year into the summer. And uh, I remember going to Lake Point and I actually got a call from my coach and he was like, Hey man, what are you doing? And I was like, well, I'm just, you know, driving. <laughs> and he goes, well, OSU's about to call you and they're probably going to make you an offer. So I was like, all right, well, I guess I, I guess I'll call him. And uh, so I called him and, you know, listened to what they had to say and it's pretty cool. And then, you know, things just kind of went from there. I ended up committing. So before that day, had you talked to the Oklahoma State coaching staff at all? I had gone to their camp kind of in early January and, you know, they kind of said, we'll keep up with the senior schedule. And then COVID ended up hitting, so they couldn't really come watch. And so I ended up, like my, like I said, my dad helped me with some video, put together that and sent it to him and things just kind of yeah. fell into so, place. So as, as a freshman in January of your freshman year, before even your even high school baseball career kind of even started, when you're going to camps like that at big schools like the, like Oklahoma State, what are those camps like? So kind of take us through what that what that first camp was like uh, when you were in um, at Oklahoma State. Yeah, so it was a pitching catching camp and got in there and there were a ton of kids and I was kind of kind of along for the ride, you know, feeling it out. I knew I knew OSU was one of my top schools and kind of where I wanted to go. And, you know, getting an offer from there is kind of starstruck at the moment. It's pretty cool. But, uh, yeah, going to that camp, I think it really helped get, get in contact with them, for sure. All right. So you're, you're on that drive. You're driving around in Arkansas, wherever you're at, in, in Little Rock. Driving around, you get that call from your coach. Hey, call Oklahoma State here in a little bit. I think they want to offer you. Like, what's your, what's your initial thought? Like, what's going through your mind? I mean, I was just kind of like, I mean, I didn't really have any words. <laughs> I remember saying to my dad, like, my coach just said that OSU's about a call, and he was like, what? <laughs> but it was pretty, pretty cool, pretty cool moment for yeah. sure. So what, what was that initial conversation like with, the, with that coaching staff on the phone? Yeah, they, uh, they kind of took me through their whole program and their, their history behind it. And the coaching staff, they're uh, – the guy I was talking to, Coach Fanning, he actually left. I think he's at Austin P now, but he's a great dude, you know, energetic. And I kind of knew from the moment that that was kind of the place that I wanted to be. Yeah. So did you get that offer on that phone call or did, or was it maybe a couple of phone calls down the road? Yeah, I did. I got that that same day, the oh. offer the same day. Okay. So after that offer, how long was it? How long did you go through that process before you actually did commit to Oklahoma State? I waited a few days and just kind of like reflected on it, sat back, you know, talked to my parents. And then pretty quickly, I decided this is where I want to be best fit for me. Yeah. So between those couple of days, like, so pretty much throughout the process was pretty much only Oklahoma State or were there a couple other schools that reached out as well? There were a couple of smaller schools kind of locally. And uh, I had in interest from other SEC schools, but I kind of knew that 
you know, it didn't really matter almost. <laughs> so, so what was it about Oklahoma state to where when they did offer you, you're like, okay, Oklahoma's where I do want to go. So let's commit there now as a freshman, what was it that just led you to commit in so early? I think it was the coaching staff really that, I mean, just genuine dudes that I knew could develop me not only as a player, but also a human, you know, and then they're, facilities now are just unbelievable it's pretty pretty amazing that I'm be able to play there one day you know so since you did commit so early well I mean I can't say early because I feel like it's now the norm that if you're a, <laughs> freshman who, a solid ball player like you commit as a freshman like I mean I'm seeing all these guys who are class of 2026 commit into TCU Arkansas whatever the school is um, so if you did have to go through maybe a process of you waited to your sophomore, junior year to commit. What would be some of the key things you would have been looking for in between schools? And if you had to compare Oklahoma State to, let's say, TCU or whatever school it would have been down the road, what would have been some key things that you would have been looking for? You think? Yeah, I think overall, just the like the the vibe and the feeling of not only the campus but the coaching staff and you know the players and how they interact with each other and you know, going on visits and seeing how it kind of plays out in real life, you know. But I think the main thing is probably the coaches, just making sure that they, they're really – they want you and they'll give you a shot and develop you. So you mentioned coaches there. So obviously your relationship with the coaches had to be pretty solid for you to commit there So as a freshman. So with you being now two, three years removed from – committing how is your relationship with those coach with the coaching staff how has it evolved um overall just with all the different coaches there yeah uh, you know you got coach josh holiday the head coach he's he's a great dude he knows baseball he's been around the game for a long time he's a uh, i mean his staff is unbelievable a couple guys that i talked to early on have kind of left and stuff but they've hired i mean amazing guys you got like you got his brother, Matt Holiday, former Cardinal. Uh, you got Jordy Mercer, former big leaguer. And then you got Coach Seeley, who was at A&M for a while, and he's a great dude. It's just pretty crazy staff. Yeah, Matt Holiday. So, I mean, that's that's a big question. I've had a couple of you Oklahoma State commits on the podcast. And I always like to ask about him because, I mean, I was a big Cubs fan growing up, and I was just – I mean, I like Matt Holiday now. But, I mean, as a player, when he would always tear up on the Cubs, I was just like, man, what the hell? But, no, I always like to ask you, Oklahoma State guys, kind of what it's like talking to a big leaguer who's been a multi-time all-star, done very well in his big league career. Like, what's it like talking to him, like talking to a guy like him? And just what are some ways that you like to pick the brain of a guy like Coach Holiday? Yeah, I think learning from him would be really good for me because I think uh, hitting is probably the, the category that I can grow in the most. Um, not only just learning from him about hitting, but the competitive edge and the mental game and just everything he has to say about baseball. Yeah. So after, so when you did commit early on in your career, you didn't get that chance to like the communication level between you and college coaches, since it wasn't September 1st of your junior year was kind of rough. I mean, I'm, I'm going to assume just because like, it's so difficult the NCAA puts all those regulations on. So what was right. that difference like before that September 1st of your junior year compared to after to where now you guys can kind of speak freely whenever you want to your coaches? Kind of take us through what it was like beforehand and now what it's like now being past that deadline of September 1st of your junior year. 
Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of tough, you know, not being able to talk to him before September first. Uh, you know, you have to go call them instead, and they can't reach out to you. But once that once that date hit, you know, it's kind of you're texting back and forth with them every once in a while, keeping in the loop, and you know, just letting them know how you're doing and stuff. So at at the point that when you did commit to Oklahoma State, were there guys who committed before you or were you one of the first guys to commit to Oklahoma State for the 2023 class? Yeah, there were a couple before me. I think I was I was kind of right in the middle. I think there were probably three or four guys in front of me that committed there. I've actually actually got to play them down in down in Jupiter. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty cool what, opportunity. <laughs> what's what's that like when you're facing some of your future teammates? There's a little a uh, little rivalry going on there, trying to one one up each other so you can uh, maybe talk yeah. about campus. <laughs> for sure, for sure. <laughs> what what did those what did those matchups ends up? What are those matchups? Sorry, what did those matchups end up looking like? Uh, well, I was catching this past. It was our last game. You know, guy comes up. His name's Avery. Ortiz <laughs> kind of got to got to face him and you know sequences pitching ended up striking out <laughs> <laughs> but um you've also so when I came across your page I think it was probably man it's probably like six months ago at this point I think it, you had your profile picture was you wearing a cowboy hat and Oklahoma State gear so, yeah. <laughs> so take us through take us through what that visit was like when you went to Stillwater and just what were some things that they showed you when you were actually on a visit, taking pictures in the gear and stuff like that? Yeah, they uh, we ended up going to a football game. And uh, it was pretty cool, pretty cool. Just get the feeling of the campus and the coaches and how kind of what I was getting into and how I was going to interact with them. And it's pretty cool, yeah. pretty cool environment. Yeah. So you, you've talked about catching now for a little bit, uh, a couple of different times here throughout the throughout the interview. So on perfect game, you're listed as a catcher, first baseman and a third baseman. So what is your plan? What's it in your mind? What's your plan as you head into the future, head to college? Um, are you thinking you're going to stick behind the play or do you think you're going to maybe go play one of those corner infield spots? Yeah, I, uh, I plan to stick behind the plate as long as I can. It's, I mean, it's just I love catching. It's really passionate about it. But uh, I've Coach Brewster's given me the opportunity to play a little first this past summer and this past week at Jupiter, and uh, I think having that option kind of as a not almost a backup, kind of a secondary plan, is uh, that'll be good. So what was that transition like going from behind the plate to playing first base every once in a while? Like I mean, I was a first baseman growing up, so kind of to me, I'll be honest, like being playing first base doesn't seem it's not really like too difficult. But for you being a catcher and then moving to first base, like what was that transition like? Yeah, just uh, making sure I'm like kind of staying in the game mentally, you know, every pitch like I would catching and just making sure that I'm in it and not, you know, falling asleep over there, but making sure that, you know, I'm on alert at all times almost. Yeah. So when you are behind the plate, do you get the opportunity to call games or do they have someone on the Arkansas Sticks program like kind of calling pitches for you? We do. We do get to call our own game. So that's that's probably the thing I enjoy most about catching is kind of competing against the hitter and sequencing pitches. And that's pretty cool. Pretty fun to yeah. do that. 
So what, what is your approach when you're calling games? Because obviously, I mean, you're, it's not like it's the major leagues where there's a set 11, 12 different guys on a team that you have to prepare for. Like you're preparing for, I mean, a bunch of different guys. So what's your approach when it comes to calling games when there's really not too much of a scouting report you can get on a bunch of guys? Yeah, it is. It's, it's a little tough, you know, in the travel ball circuit. But, you know, I'm just trying to get, it, get ahead, attack first pitch, you know get that first pitch strike and then work off, you know, what I just threw or the next pitch and stuff like that. So is there a way that you go, go about preparing for maybe, let's say you're facing Canes National or something and it's, or let's say Indiana Bulls. Have you got the chance to play the Indiana Bulls? I haven't. No? No, sir. All, right. All right. Well, let's no. say, let's say you're facing one of the best teams that you face, whatever it has, Texas 12, Canes National, whatever it happens to be. And you, you, there's just that three, four, five hitter. Like you just know he's absolutely a dog like so is there a way that you go about preparing for that or do you kind of just go about it the same way it kind of depends on how the game's going <laughs> of course but you know sometimes you got to pitch around a guy and sometimes it's even better to walk them instead of you know give up a double and you just kind of got to look at best case scenario and see where you can attack this guy and where you can't attack this guy so who's been the toughest hitter for you to call to call against Oh, that's a tough one. I don't know. I don't know if I can name any names. I mean, there's a whole bunch. Yeah. So got a, got a lot of good hitters. Yeah, I'm sure. So when you are behind the plate and you're calling the game, and let's say you you think you're calling a good pitch, and the hitter takes it oppo or what, he, he hits it to the gap or something, like do you take offense to that, or do you kind of just be like, all right, we'll get him next time. We'll go about it a different way. Yeah, I think I think in moments I kind of do take offense to it, you know, like uh, maybe I should have thrown this pitch instead. But it's also good to learn that, OK, he can hit that pitch. So maybe I should attack him with this instead, yeah. you know, the next at bat. So. So do you ever have a pitcher who let's say, I mean, you have a hitter get a hit off you a couple of times. Do you ever have a pitcher that kind of shakes you off a little bit and you're kind of like, what the hell, man? Like, let's let's get rolling. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes. uh you know, they'll shake me and the guy will get a hit and I'll be like, no, see, I told you so. <laughs> so you, you, don't have to but, mention, you don't have to mention any names, but when that does happen, <laughs> like what's, what's going through your head there? Yeah, I mean, they know a lot of times, you know, they know what's best and the pitcher knows that, okay, I think my curveball can work here. So I'm going to throw that. I'm going to shake his fastball. And, you know, a lot of times it does work for sure. But Yeah. So flip it around to the other side when you're actually in the batter's box. Kind of take us through what your hitting approach is. You're on the on-deck circle walking up to the batter's box. Like, what's going through your mind, and what are you trying to do with each at-bat, basically? Yeah, so on the on-deck circle, I'm really just trying to get my timing down, just watch the pitcher, see what they've done, previous at-bats, you know, first pitch fastball, first pitch breaking ball, what they're doing, and then, you know, walking up to the plate, walking up with confidence, knowing that I can beat this guy, not getting in my own way. And uh, usually, usually sitting on a first pitch fastball and trying to attack it. So if you if you do get the two or if you do get the two strikes and you're at bat, are you the type of guy that kind of looks about it the same way? Like you're still you're still free hacking, or do you have a certain track approach that you like to go with? Yeah, I usually kind of get short, you know, chuck up, you know, shorten my stride up, and then just try to defend, almost poke it the other way. Yeah. So if you had to kind of go through your, just your overall, your, sorry, 
I'm trying, I'm trying to read this question. Like I want, I want to know how to own word it the best way. <laughs> so if you had to dig through the mechanics of your swing, kind of going through just your batting stance all the way up to the actual swing, making contact, just kind of take us through what some of those mechanics are uh, when you're in the batter's box. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, a big thing for me is loading into my back hip, making sure that I'm loading right and getting the most power I can on each swing. And then, you know, I'm just really reacting in the box at that point, just, you know, seeing the ball, hitting the ball almost. Yeah. yeah. So you said you said in the past, you said your dad has been videotaping pretty much every time you're behind the plate, just videotaping every game. So when you do, when you do watch those videotapes, let's say you're a scout watching those videos he's taken. If you were a scout watching your game, what would be your personal scouting report on yourself in the batter's box behind the plate? And even when you're in the dugout interacting with some of your teammates? Yeah, I think, uh, I think I'm more of a gap to gap power hitter. I think uh, I take pride in my defensive catching. So I think, you know, catching is a big thing. And then, you know, just trying to be a good teammate, just making sure that I'm encouraging and stuff like that. Yeah. So what, what would be the biggest things you're wanting to work on before you head to OSU next fall? I think just continuing to show that I can hit and just really developing my swing and my approach and stuff like that. Yeah. So when it comes to you, you say that you take pride in being a defensive catcher. So um, part of that is pitch framing. So mm-hmm. how do you how do you go about pitch framing? I was never a catcher. I've kind of talked to like Oliver Service and a couple other guys about it. But like, how did you kind of learn about pitch framing? And like, do you have a certain mentality when it comes to that? Or how how do you go about that? Yeah, I mean, I'm really just trying to help my pitcher every way I can, you know, just every strike I can get is helping him and helping the team win. So I mean, just stealing strikes just pays off yeah. in the end. Yeah. So playing, so playing catcher and first base, and I know perfect game was listed you as a third baseman. Sometimes they kind of like to list different players as positions they really don't play. So do you play third base as well, or is it mostly just catcher and first? It's mostly just catcher and first. Okay. So do you have, how do you go about kind of playing different, two different positions at the same time? Like, do you know, on a day-to-day basis, do you know what position you're going to be playing each day? Or do you kind of just show up to the field and you find out then? I usually just show up to the field and kind of find out, you know, it's kind of tough. You got to, if you're catching, find out you're catching instead of playing first, you kind of got to switch that mindset mm-hmm. and be like, okay, nothing's getting past me. Nothing, no one's going to, run on me you know just having that competitive mentality so what so let's say so what is that anxious mentality you have when you're walking up so let's say coach brewster just put up the the lineup on the on the dugout and you go up and look like what's going through your head before you know what you're playing so you walk up it says first oh it says catcher like kind of what's going through your head as you're walking up to the to the lineup card to see what you're playing yeah, I mean, I always hope I'm catching just because I love catching, being back there. It's just, it's just awesome being in every pitch. But, you know, anyway, I'm in the lineup, you know, just playing baseball. It's the best thing. <laughs> so when you're playing high school ball, is it mostly all catcher or do you play first base as well in high school? Pretty much just all catcher. Okay. So what? So take us take us through what your last high school season was like playing up there in Little Rock. Um, is it is it Beach Grove? I can't remember. I looked earlier. Little Rock Christian uh, Academy. Little Rock Christian. Okay. Yeah. All right. So take us through what last season was like and what you guys are expecting as you go into next spring, your senior year. 
Yeah, uh, last year we were pretty young. We got we actually got knocked out of the tournament in the first round. But uh, I think we learned a lot from that year. And uh, we only lost one senior. So I think this year we got a really good shot making a deep run. And, you know, we've got two really good lefties on the mound. One's going to L.A. Tech and the other one, he's been up to 91. So I think we should have a really good shot. Yeah. So how, how have you stepped into the role as being a senior? Like, kind of, were you captain last year in a way, being only one senior? Or how have you kind of stepped into maybe being a, a leader? Obviously, a guy going to Oklahoma State, which is, I mean, not everyone goes to Oklahoma State. So you're kind of rarity in that way. Like, how have you kind of stepped into a, maybe a leadership role as you head into the fall of your senior year? Yeah, I think just remembering that, you know, those underclassmen are looking up to you and everything you do and just kind of making sure you be the best teammate you can be, not only on the field, but off the field, helping them any way you can, just, you know, encouraging them, stuff like that. And you are, I, I believe I saw PBR Arkansas ranked you as, you're the number one guy in Arkansas, aren't you? I am. Okay, so what's what's that like? So <laughs> kind of ha kind of having a target on your back in that way. So what's that like? Yeah. <laughs> uh, when you're the, you're ranked the number one guy in Arkansas, like, do you have like any mentality towards that? Like, okay, like let's keep this, or just kind of put put that aside, tunnel vision. Um, do you have a certain way of thinking about that? Yeah, I just try to pretty much block it out. Just kind of making sure I'm getting my work in day in and day out, and just focusing on my game and not letting that kind of get in my head. Yeah. So are there a couple other guys in your area who are guys that are just absolute studs that everyone kind of what looks out for um, in your confidence or even kind of just teams that you play against? Yeah, we play we play some pretty good teams. We've got good pitching, you know, facing two Arkansas commits on the same team. And then, you know, get into the tournament. You got you know, a bunch of Arkansas guys pitching. You know, you got Gage Wood last year. He's up Fayetteville right now. You got Josh Hyman. It's, it's pretty crazy playing against those guys. Yeah. So who's – if you had to go through, let's kind of separate it for high school ball playing in Arkansas against, I mean, Hyman, Wood, some of the other guys you faced. Who would be the toughest pitcher that you faced in Arkansas for your high school career? And then who is the toughest pitcher you faced in travel ball? Ooh. I don't know. I don't know if there's, if I could say the <laughs> toughest guy in Arkansas, <laughs> but uh, I think the toughest guy that I've ever faced is probably Jackson Ferris. I was uh, playing down in Hoover and he actually threw a perfect game against us. <laughs> so, yeah. Ferris yeah. was drafted by the, I th Ferris was drafted by the Cubs, wasn't he? I think he was. Yeah. I, I remember going, yeah. through, I think I remember just like doing some research on him and I came across like Ferris throws perfect game. So I guess. Yeah. Is, uh, <laughs> Ferris, Ferris yeah. He, he's a ball player. So take us through at, that at bat with against Ferris. Yeah. I, uh, I think I came into pinch hit that game and I remember going up there. I'm like, this guy's, he's throwing some heat from the left side and, you know, got up there strike on the outside in half and then all right well I gotta I gotta get on time with this and I know that I know it's coming it's fastball so you know swing through the next one and end up like striking out or something <laughs> but you know facing those pretty cool now he's drafted kind of cool experience yeah I mean you don't get you don't get to face a MLB draft pick every day but yeah it's definitely sure. an experience but I got a couple more questions here before we do end it off 
Um, I kind of like to kind of move away from the baseball field during the end of the podcast. Um, we've got about two and a half minutes left on this Zoom, so maybe we can kind of knock these couple questions out. Though that way, I don't have to send like a new link or anything. Um, but you mentioned it earlier. Some of your passions are hunting and fishing. Uh, but what are, do you have any other passions besides that when it comes to beyond the baseball field? I don't know. That's pretty much baseball, hunting and fishing. That's pretty much all I do. Hanging out with some friends. Yeah, know. I mean, it's just like just like a country yeah. song. I mean, just chilling. Yeah, some, some exactly. Of the best, some of the best things to do uh, in fishing, right. playing baseball. Shoot. Um, <laughs> but um, when you do head to Oklahoma State, you're going to get that opportunity to capitalize on your name, image, and likeness. Something that just came to NCAA about a year and a half ago. So, have you put any thought into that, or even a potentially? a dream brand that you would love to endorse one day when you're, when you're in Stillwater? Ooh, I think I got to go with Red Bull, Ooh. big Red Bull guy. That's yeah. a good one. I try to drink one before every game, but <laughs> is it like a superstition at this point or have you tried, like, I got, I got ghost right here. Like, or, or have you tried anything else besides a Red Bull? I haven't tried anything else. I kind of like to stick to stick to Red Bull. Okay. All right. Well, so if it's a superstition, don't change it up. But there's one That's drink right. that you got to try. It's called Brain Fuel. B-R-E-I-N and then Fuel, F-U-E-L. Try that out. It's the best drink I've ever had. Like I, I take it before I work out <laughs> and I just I just go, ah, like I'm just psyched. Yeah, check, check that all out. Right. Yeah, but, for sure. For sure. No, that's, all the questions, that's all the questions I got for you, man. Really appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, I want to wish you the best of luck as you go play for Coach Holiday at Oklahoma State. Best of luck this spring, your senior year as well. I'll definitely be following your career. And, I mean, Oklahoma, I mean, I'm planning on making a trip down that area soon. So maybe I'll go watch you play Sweet. at some point. So. Sweet. All right. Well, thanks for having me on here. I appreciate you.